0: Hey guys, welcome back to our second season of I Deny. Vlad, how the f- heck are you doing, man? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm doing great. You know, I am excited to kick off season two. A big thank you to everybody who's been rolling with us. If you're with us, you're with us. You know, you know.
0: I, yeah, I got to admit, uh, making a podcast in like a totally saturated market, because everyone's got a podcast, it's extremely difficult. So the people that have stuck with us or listen to us comment on our socials or posts we really appreciate it it is a hard freaking journey man honestly right like it's not been easy
1: yeah but we're doing it man
0: we're doing it we're not we've uh we're not making any excuses we're having fun with it yeah so let, let's just uh let's kick this fucker off Vlad. only fans
1: only fans
0: are you a fan
1: am i a fan of only fans i have not use OnlyFans, so I don't know, you know, I'm I'm sure there's quality content out there, I guess, but I think it's hilarious, basically, that OnlyFans is like, hey, um, you content creators, sorry, like, you can't put this explicit material on our site anymore, like, that's like 95% of their business, like, how do you just kick off, but then they they reverse themselves, right, then they were like, oh, actually, hold on, wait a second, that's where most of our money comes from, Actually, we do kind of need porn on our site.
0: Yeah, it's weird. So I, I learned a lot about OnlyFans, just doing some research on this. Number one, I didn't know it was a British. It started in, in the oh. UK. Yeah. So it's like a UK tech company. which okay. It seems rare. I don't know why I don't think British people use the internet <laughs> like we do in America, but they do I too. Pick you know?
1: up the phone, they, Mr. Churchill. Pick up the phone.
0: I've been calling Boris all day. <laughs> uh, but I I was, number one, I was like, whoa, okay, cool. It's from the UK. Number 2, that ban was a week long. They literally lost so much money in terms of their content creators, like so yeah. a lot of the women, I guess there's men on there too, but a lot of the women immediately lost subscribers mm-hmm. and like the women started like I guess transferring their content to other sites yeah. that allow it, like I guess there's, there's a, obviously there's a lot of other sites you could do. So they ended up losing money Because of that, so I think they immediately were like, fuck it, you know what, it's porn, who gives a shit? But also a lot of the women, what was really interesting is, they felt a little more safe using OnlyFans, like they, Mm because think about these women are making, like they're paying off houses, they're buying houses, Mm -hmm. buying cars, all from the comfort of their own home. Yeah. You know, whether they're taking their clothes off or doing whatever the fuck they're doing. It's still it's better than a lot of like sex work or like going out there and getting in trouble or like oh I see because a lot of them were worried about associating in the streets you know maybe they were prostitutes or maybe they were just like you know it was harder for them to get but
1: I I don't think OnlyFans is like showing up with like a you know got the the jacked bouncers like hey nobody's coming in this place yeah so yeah that's that's interesting I think so I am coming at it from like a different perspective my thinking is like. It seems fairly stupid for OnlyFans to be like, we're going to ban porn. Because, I mean, if you just grab a random person off the street and be like, what is OnlyFans? Yeah.
0: See, that's the weird thing. Because there's another thing I looked in. They didn't start technically as an adult social media. They started as like a, what they do is they promote their fitness and chefs. So there's like OnlyFans. Yes, it that's so like
1: Gordon Ramsay. Not not
0: necessarily Gordon Ramsay, but you know like TikTok. There's a lot of like chefs that are like I'm a chef, and you know they're probably really good, but they're not like well known. Yeah. So a lot of their content creation comes from these chefs or fitness instructors because you know everyone's in it. Yes, so that's how they promote it. So a lot of like banks and a lot of investment firms don't like OnlyFans because of what it represents. So how they market it is like, hey, we're not just this. Mm. Like, technically, yes, that's legal what they're doing. But we're also, you know, involved with like, you know, uh, other uh, parts of, you know, life in the world. No so, shit. Yeah, so, so it's super weird.
1: So I just, I just Googled this. And there's an article on OnlyFans. How chefs can monetize their following on OnlyFans.
0: You didn't believe me, did you, Vlad?
1: <laughs> I did not. I didn't believe me. I mean, I, I just... Sorry, that's not what I think of when I think of. Exactly, what that is.
0: but like there was a originally the people that invested in it were worried about mm-hmm. you know what they were investing in. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to say they're still uh, part owners of of any equity of the company or not, but um, I know that was like a big concern, and that's still a big concern for a lot of investors moving forward with OnlyFans. But I really don't think they need any more help because I mean they brought in two point five billion dollars and. Revenue, so and most of that profit, which is crazy. So and that was that was by 2022 they're going to hit that mark. So
1: well, I thought the the big issue with them is like they're fine with adult content on their site. I thought the the challenge was the payment processors. So like Visa and Mastercard are like we don't want to process these transactions relating to you know adult content or like these particular I guess like transactions, and so because I was chatting with a friend about this because, you know, it was like in the news and it seems like this would be a great space for crypto. Like if you think about it, those kind of high risk, because like, let's say for example, you know, there is some like really illegal content on the site, Mm -hmm. right? And then Visa is like, okay, we're going to process this transaction where person A purchased this like, you know, illegal adult content from person B. Visa then is like on the hook of like, all the federal laws that are broken, all the international laws, right? Yeah. So, to me, like that's the that's the big reason why they're like, no, we don't want to do, we don't want to handle this money flow, because like it's it's a similar thing. I think with um, what do you call it, like weed businesses, like banks don't want to like funnel their money because it's like, well, what if this is drug trafficking? Mm-hmm. So instead, they just have like mountains of cash just on hand yeah. to, like, they're like, this is how we do payroll. So. It seems like a good use case for crypto, but like I don't think any of these. Like I've never heard of OnlyFans picking it up.
0: Yeah, but that's like the thing I don't get. It's like Visa, Mastercard, Discover, American, whatever. What's the difference between someone paying for this content? Mm-hmm. Say I'm a subscriber to some some chick on OnlyFans, right? Yeah. If it's legal within their terms and limits, how is this illegal for me to subscribe to it, or how is it illegal for? you know, like Visa or MasterCard to have to pay, like, you know, whatever it is, the FTC or whatever, yeah, yeah. you
1: know what I mean? So so here's where here's where the challenge comes in. It's perfectly legal for you to buy, you know, mm-hmm. some kind of content on the site based on... you know, As a consumer. As a consumer, yeah. based on the website's terms and agreements, right? The little thing that's like, you know, click here to agree when you put in your username right. like and password. The problem comes in, like, at the federal level and the international level. So let's say, for example, the... Maybe one of the performers is actually being, like, sex trafficked. Mm. So you buy... Then it's like... Being, like,
0: pimped out on OnlyFans. Right. Mm. So so
1: then it's like, okay, Visa processed money related to this, like, internationally illegal crime. Mm. So they're kind of, like, have their hand in the cookie jar, as well as the site.
0: uh, Okay, I get that. That makes more sense. But, like, couldn't you say that about all these fucking sites that are doing that? Because there are tons of sites that are... That probably there are women really getting. I feel like my, I'm speaking from myself, but mm. I feel like OnlyFans. It's legitimate, just women and dudes. I'm sure women <laughs> just saying like "fuck it," like I'm I'm gonna make some money on my own. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to take that away from I and mean, call it what you will, I'm sure there's a ton of people that fucking hate OnlyFans and think it's disgusting, or whatever. But if it's a woman doing it, she wants to do it. Or a man. Or or a man. Um. She should be able to do it, right? Like, who's to say you can't do this? Mm-hmm. Even if you're doing whatever.
1: <laughs> I mean, as long as it's you know within the terms and as long as it's like okay on the website, yeah, and that's good, you know, and you're not breaking any laws. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think there is really like a an issue with it. But I mean, they they overturned it, right? Like yeah. they were like, oh, we're gonna ban it, and then the next week they're like, actually, wait, hold on, like, and
0: good for them, honestly, because you know, I think. That's what you build your empire on. You can say it's because of chefs and shit and fitness instructors, but they, they we know get, what that means. They didn't get
1: popular for you know those TikTok recipes. Unless the chef
0: is naked chopping up <laughs> you know eggplant or something. But yeah, so I, I got a couple other things from this. It's just, you know, it says after the news of the impending ban broke, sex workers began sharing advice about their platforms that would still work for them. They also expressed fears. This goes into what I was saying. They expressed fears. That the decision could serve to drive the business back underground Mm. uh, or back in the street, which is obviously, to me, more dangerous than what can happen on internet. Yeah, I think they saw that and just noticed they were losing a ton of potential revenue and subscribers and stuff. And it it became more or less like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, let's let's just keep it going.
1: Yeah, I kind of wonder, like, what... I mean, what are they doing now to, like, keep it going? What do you mean? So, like... At least... So, I I really thought that the thing was the payment processors. Like, I thought it was Visa and MasterCard. But, like, if they're still allowing adult content on their site, like, then somehow those things are getting processed.
0: Yeah. I don't don't know how they're doing. I mean...
1: But I guess, like, other places, too, right? Like, will let you trade adult content like you can pay for adult content so yeah i, I don't know like I,
0: just, I can go and buy a bunch of porn yeah at a with, adult video
1: megaplex with your credit card. with my visa yeah or a Mastercard,
0: and it's like they're not going to be like hey what the I fuck know. did you just do yeah yeah so i don't know it's fucking weird but yeah i'm all for it i mean i'm like if you want if these women are making a shit ton of money they're, they're literally making millions.
1: You, you got to start sending photos of your of your toes on there, man. Yeah, exactly.
0: I just need to start like, hey, maybe outcome. I'll be on OnlyFans. You never know. You, Go for it, man. You, you never know. Maybe I'll make some extra money. Natalia will love that. My wife. <laughs> so. Anywho, let's just, let's segue into, uh, actually today is, oddly enough, it's September 11th. Oh, yeah. 20 years. 20 fucking years. Can you believe that, man? Anniversary. That's it a- does not feel that long ago.
1: It doesn't. You know, but... I can immediately think back to like where I was, you know. I oh yeah. Re- I remember being in middle school in I think it was like history class, and the teacher rolling out the TV and turning it on, and we all just like fell silent.
0: So you got the TV treatment. Yeah. We didn't even get that. It was bullshit. Get it? I just remember watching. I was in middle school too. We're both the same age. Yeah. I was. Uh, I remember I was in like an English class, and oddly enough, I had to write a paper about the Crusades. Whoa. so it was really weird and my mom's like do you remember that day the crusades paper you wrote and how poignant that was and i was like yeah i mean it, whatever but anyway that's that's a really odd thing but i just remember nuns you knew something was wrong because you saw a bunch of nuns 90 year old nuns running around through that little window in the door yeah and you just see sister alice 98 year old with gout like why is she running <laughs> And then finally, our teacher came and was like, there's been an attack on the first tower. That was like the first thing that happened. We were like, whoa. But we got no TV. I remember my mom came and picked my ass up Mm -hmm. and was like, fuck it. He's coming home because my dad was traveling that day. So he was flying. I think he was in Ohio at the time it happened. So he wasn't in the air when it happened, but he flew that day. But it was bizarre getting home, watching that. Yeah, you just knew even at a young age. I mean, you had to know some crazy shit was happening.
1: It was some deep shit. Yeah, you know, and I mean, yeah, it's it's something that 20 years later, right? Like it's just now Biden is pulling out. Yeah. You know?
0: It was horrifying to watch, too, even at, I think we were, like, 14, 13, something like that. Yeah, 13, 14. But it looked like a, like, Die Hard or something. Like, it just looked surreal. because
1: up until that point, right, like, we had never seen something like that before.
0: Maybe Pearl Harbor was, like, the last... Because there was a bombing at the World Trade Center in, like, 92 or 3. Yeah. It was, like, a car bomb that Mm -hmm. went off in, like, the garage, but... I mean, I know it killed people. There were victims and stuff. But, but it wasn't like a plane the magnitude, smashing into the fucking side of yeah, the building. Yeah, it's, it's fucking insane. Yeah. And just uh, at that time, I guess it was, you know, obviously there was no social media still. I can't imagine what that would have fucking been like today. But um, it still was just how how quick that news traveled because yeah. of how horrific everything was. And I mean,
1: it was, it was a shockwave throughout the world, honestly, like because even you know i mean obviously as soon as it happens right everybody's like calling you know it's like do you have family who you know lives in new york works in new york is on a business trip you Mm -hmm. know and so even one thing i heard is like you know presidents of other countries and stuff were you know on the phone with like the u.s president just like hey
0: extending their yeah, yeah i mean
1: it's it's a major it was a major terror attack yeah you know it's not just like a Oh, you know, something happened, something went wrong. It's like, oh, shit.
0: Like, probably, like, not since Pearl Harbor had we seen yeah. something like that. And even Pearl Harbor, as horrific as it was, it was directed at the military. Right. This was straight up directed it's at civilians. civilians. People working. is everyday people. and early. Like, yeah. that's, I mean, I guess that doesn't, whether it's 5 p.m. or 8 a.m., it's still horrific. But, like, just the fact that these people are just arriving to work. Yeah. And the confusion and chaos it caused and just like how scared everyone was and what it got us into, which is obviously our next topic, which was, uh, you know,
1: Biden, as you said, pulling out of Afghanistan. You pulled out? You pulled out, man. I knew you would (laughs) do What are your thoughts? So, so I think we, we gotta, we gotta frame it for the people. So for me, one thing that helped was to just kind of like take a step back from, you know, Biden pulling out and then thinking about like, okay, what's the... Macro, yeah. What's what's the macro view here, right? Like, how did we get to this point? You know, as you said, right, 9 11, one of the biggest attacks on American soil, you know, since Pearl Harbor, you know, a lot of people either dead or injured, you know, and 20 years later, here we are, you know, still dealing with like the repercussions and the impact of it. So, you know, I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, well, you know, obviously, the Two planes, right, crash into the into the towers, right? You know, and then Bush is like, Look, we, we gotta we gotta do something. We we gotta go after these guys, like bin Laden we're coming for you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, from Bush to Obama to Trump to Biden, right? Like one presidency after the other. We maintain this presence in Afghanistan, we keep boots on the ground. We're training, you know, the Afghan military and there's like all this shit going on, right? Like Taliban versus the Afghan government, and like everybody has their forces, and like, you know, it's just like this whole thing. So, you know, we we get to this point and for me what I kind of zoomed into was like the previous presidency. And the reason why is because I think that was like one of the pivotal moments. Like Trump signing an agreement with the Taliban. Mm -hmm. To me, that was like very, very unusual because he didn't like involve the Afghan government. And, you know, right now, right, Biden is basically saying, well, you know, the previous administration, you know, created this agreement. And so, you know, I really have two choices. I can either honor it and pull out or I can, you know, continue to keep forces in. And I had to make this tough decision to... You know, go one way or the other, blah blah blah. So, because I don't think I don't think an agreement like this existed in Bush's time or Obama's time, right? We were just in there. We were like, we're gonna root out these guys. Like, we need to. If he's in a hole, let's get him in a hole. If he's in a mountain, we're gonna blow up the mountain. Let's go find him. But to me, I, I looked at the the agreement between the U.S. and the Taliban, and that was like kind of what I focused on. Mm-hmm. As like, okay, here's how we got here. And yeah. then, right, so Biden has this decision to make, and he, you know, makes the decision to pull out. Um, so that that's kind of the this viewpoint that I came at it from.
0: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, I hate to agree with Trump or, or anything, but I feel like it, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. If you put it in the hands of the Afghan government, they were already so corrupt. That do you remember Mohammad Karzai? Yeah. So he was, like, the most corrupt asshole in the world. He was the president <laughs> for, like, 13 years. Yeah. Literally. And he just loved power and the money. He did nothing for the people or the government or the military. The military was, like, um, they, they didn't even pick the right fatigues. Like, they picked, like, they, they asked them what camo they wanted to wear. Mm. And they picked, like, desert green. So then, like, the U.S. had to spend more money on getting the camo than, like, what would have just been a regular. Yeah. It, it was just insane. So, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like, yeah, Trump signing an agreement with the Taliban is not, like, the greatest thing in the world. But what else are we going to do? Be there for, like, 100 years and not do anything <laughs> beneficial? And you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I, at some point, I hate to say it, and I feel the same way with Biden. I mean, what's he going to do? Is he going to commit more troops and just stay there for another eight years? He, he
1: could. Yeah. He could actually do that.
0: Yeah, exactly. He could. He could have said, you know what, fuck Trump. Like, I yeah. want to do what I want to do. I want to continue to make this there, government. There
1: are other Trump policies that he has just ignored. Yeah. So he could have ignored exactly. this one, too.
0: I think you're just damn – honestly, you're screwed either way. Mm. If Biden said, no, let's stay for another eight years my or four years until my presidency ends yeah. or if I get a reelected, you know, another four after that – or just pull out. I mean, what the fuck? At, at some point, it's just like, nothing good. In 20 fucking years, we've done pretty much nothing. Like, so And that's, that's the shitty part because yeah. so many men and women have gone over. And, and mm. men and women have died in Afghanistan. Oh, civilians, yeah. kids, um, for nothing. For the Taliban to take it in a week or yeah. two weeks, it's fucking insane.
1: So that's, that's actually one of Biden's core points core arguments right about like why the pullout is justified so on the on the white house website right there's like transcripts of all the speeches and remarks he gives so i went and just kind of like read through some of those and one of the things that he keeps reiterating is like we've been there 20 years Mm -hmm. like what are we getting out of this and you know to his point is and to your point is like initially our goal was to find bin laden right like that was after those towers came down right Bush is like, look, we got to go get this guy. He was the one who perpetrated these attacks. He targeted civilians. You know, he's caused this damage and this terror. We need to go find him. Right. So Bush said, okay, look, this is the plan. You know, put that into motion. You know, we've had this continuation over the presidencies. And Biden is saying, well, you know, we've spent billions, if not trillions of dollars. Trillions. You know, we've done... Humanitarian aid. We've
0: two you know, trillion dollars. Yeah, is what it's said to have cost.
1: We've trained, you know, the military forces. We worked with their government. Like we've been there for like two decades. It's not better. It's, it's not like
0: Vietnam. Better. Honestly, it's the same shit that's, we went through. That's with a Vietnam. really good
1: comparison because it's that kind of like endless. I don't want to say unwinnable, but it's that kind of like endless war. It's
0: unwinnable though too. Just because you... It's not like... We've talked about this before. Like, mm-hmm. World War II, you had the Nazis over here with their fucking uniforms. Yeah. And you had the Americans, the British, the mm-hmm. Canadian, the whatever the fuck. And, like, you knew, okay, we gotta take this tower. We got There, it's like there's IEDs everywhere. Mm-hmm. You can't go fucking one mile. It takes you, like, a day to go a mile because you're trying to, like, you know, figure out where there's explosives yeah. and shit. Your guys are getting killed by explosive it's not even like an an enemy most cases so it turns you against the people which it did in vietnam yeah because in vietnam it was the same shit there weren't really like you just didn't know so and we spent a shit ton of time there too and it's just to me it it is unwinnable because we have all this technology Mm -hmm. you know we we're one of the greatest armies in the world but we still can't set up a democracy within 20 years in a country so and you can't set up a democracy when you're yourself are like causing a lot of havoc because the people themselves are gonna be like what the fuck like you just blew up my house you know
1: i mean we we gotta catch the terrorists yeah like we well, we gotta, I mean, we gotta well, stamp them out
0: but we've caught the terrorists we caught them a while a long time yeah, ago. yeah i
1: mean that's that's also something that biden was saying too right he's like look we we got bin laden we, yeah. we got him box checked like yeah why? Why keep staying there? But I, I wanna, I wanna actually go. I wanna go in a different direction because yeah. I, I get what you're saying. But doesn't this make the U.S. look weak on an international stage? Like, if you are an ally of the United States, which the government of Afghanistan is, and the U.S. has said, "Look, we're in it with you. We're gonna help you out." You know, our goal is to you know catch this guy, and we wanna you know do these counter terrorist operations. And then, at a certain point, we're just kind of like, ah, well, you know what? It's not working out for us. Bye. What message does that send to our other allies?
0: Well, I mean, I I guess you could say it goes back that, to me, my feelings go back to Vietnam as well, because Mm -hmm. after that, it felt like, yeah, we did lose a little bit of, like, what makes us powerful and people perceived us a little differently, but we still I feel like had the most advanced army, maybe next to, like, say, I mean, China and Russia, they're great armies, too. But... Um, I don't. Honestly, to just stay in Afghanistan because we don't want to look weak is like <laughs> saying, like, I'm going to drink another beer because I don't want people to see that I puked, you know, earlier. Yeah. Or, like, that I can't hang. What? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking chug
1: it, bitch.
0: <laughs> to me, that's, like, the worst excuse. It's like, oh, don't pull out because now we look weak as fuck. Yeah. We should have just. Number one, the thing with Bush going in Afghanistan. Yeah, we went in Afghanistan, but then we went in Iraq to get Saddam Hussein. Yeah. It's so stupid. They mm-hmm. totally lied about the Ds, which we That's know is a fact. Weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. That's weapons of mass destruction. But, like, it's just hard for me to defend staying there when initially our goal was whatever you think or not to get Osama bin Laden, but then we immediately go into Iraq yeah. as well. To get Saddam Hussein, which was like, he wasn't even part of it.
1: He wasn't on the radar screen. Yeah,
0: it was just some asshole who, you know, George's daddy tried to kick his ass. And but, but
1: you know the, the U.S. is somewhat, uh, has good relationships with the Saudis. Well, yeah,
0: I mean, exactly. That's why, I don't want to go too far into this, because like a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of this stuff pisses me off. Now there's a new ISIS. ISIS-K. Yeah. Like special K.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> but it's
0: ISIS K, so they're
1: back. K with a crunch. Yeah, yeah,
0: crunch. <laughs> um, but they're the ones who claimed responsibility for mm-hmm. the uh, the airport bombing. Yeah, that killed a shit ton of people, of course. And I actually read the other day that the Taliban's like letting Americans and
1: Afghans
0: evacuate. At the Kabul airport. Like, they're saying, like, hey, we'll let one charter flight go. Work. So,
1: yeah, so that's that's a condition of the peace agreement. Yes. So the State Department has most of the peace agreement on their website. And one of the conditions is that, you know, people be allowed to evacuate mm-hmm. and, you know, leave. Um,
0: what do you think of that? Do you think that's like a – because, you know, there's a lot of arguments saying the Taliban is actually – they're actually not at – they're a little more organized than they were in the 80s. They're a little more civilized. I'm not mm-hmm. saying like what they do with separating women from men in schools is civilized. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm saying that maybe they are not as archaic mm-hmm. in their thinking as they were, even though maybe they're still not as advanced as we like to think we are. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Do you think there is a, po- so, a potential for them to be a good government?
1: So let me, so here, I'll, I'll, I'll come on the record and say this definitively. Ooh. <laughs> well because i i haven't actually answered the question right like you asked me what i think about biden pulling out and i gave you a lot of logic a lot and of reasoning. run around yeah a typical so let's let's cut the ball yeah.
0: cut the ball black
1: <laughs> so i think biden pulling out was absolutely the right decision yeah it's not a great decision by any means you know and i'm gonna agree with what you what you said here because there is no like clean win here yeah we stay in we're spending trillions of dollars we're not getting anything out of it the situation is not improving we're sacrificing men and women of the military like if we can't if we couldn't have done it in 20 years what's gonna yeah what's gonna what's the timeline yeah and but the other thing too right is like there's no way to come out of afghanistan in a clean very nice wrap a bow on it way like that's just not gonna happen i mean the situation on the ground Like, if we haven't fixed this in 20 years as the U.S. with our military and our resources Mm -hmm. and our knowledge, it's not going to happen. Like, we could be in there forever, right? Mm -hmm. Now, we're sacrificing trillions of dollars more. That's time. The men and women of the military, like, it's not getting better. I think... Biden is taking advantage of an a political opportunity because he can say, you know, you just blame it on the previous guy. Yeah, this guy was in
0: here. You know, he did this thing. Like it was the guy before me, right?
1: (laughs) Exactly. Like I can't do anything about it. You know, as president of the United States, most
0: powerful office in the world. I just, it's not my fault. Yeah,
1: but I think to his point, it's you know. If not now, then when? Like, what is what are the conditions where we can pull out cleanly? And we haven't seen anything over the past 20 years that will let us do it. So absolutely, like, I think he's making the right decision. But I know that on the flip side, right, there are the there is the viewpoint of America is going to look weak. Our allies are going to start drifting towards, you know, the up and coming superpowers like China, yeah. you know, and it's like the U.S. isn't going to have the same clout and like, Well, you know, we just left all these military, all this military hardware there. Yeah, that's the
0: thing that really fucking pisses me off. Like, we didn't even know, from what I've heard and read, they didn't even know what they had over there, like the military, like the high ups. Yeah. Because that budget was so bloated Mm. that they just didn't even, they couldn't account for the shit they had. Like, a bunch of Black Hawk helicopters, a bunch of ammo, a bunch of, like, rifles and whatever. It's like anti-aircraft guns and mm-hmm. shit it's like what the fuck so that's even worse but
1: but i mean there's there's some videos on the internet floating around like you know not that this is like a reputable news source but like you know you look on reddit and there's like yeah. photos of the of the taliban right like suited up in american military equipment and, like yeah. one guy has his helmet on backwards and like yeah. the vest is fucked up and it's like Okay, they, they're probably not really trained to use Making this
0: a mockery of...
1: Yeah, but at the same time, right, it's like, okay, they now have all these, like, very powerful weapons and the technology.
0: They, they had it already, though. I mean, maybe they didn't have fucking helicopters and mm-hmm. shit, but they had so much shit. Because, you know, like, when the Russians invaded, like, in the 80s and oh, shit.
1: Yeah, so now...
0: Number one, if the Russians can't beat these assholes, who's gonna beat them?
1: So, okay, so for context for the listeners, right, what we're talking about... Is the more recent Afghan invasion, but Afghanistan has had a history of military conflict. Oh, yeah. So what Joey's talking about is like back in the eighties, the Russian or sorry, the Soviets yeah. came in, you know, and that was like a whole set of conflicts.
0: And it was about oil and shit too. It's the same shit, different yeah, different fucking generation.
1: But but sorry, go on.
0: No 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 no, no Keep on.
1: No, that, that's all I have. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just saying, like honestly, the Russians spent a lot of time too there, mm-hmm. and a lot of resources and time and. Lives and yeah. they couldn't do it. And they're like next door. Not next door. <laughs> maybe they're like, you know, it's like Dallas to San yeah, Antonio. Yeah. Um but like just the fact that they But you know, during the Russian shit, mm. the Americans, because it was still the Cold War yeah. and stuff, the Amer Osama bin Laden worked with the CIA and yep. his name was Tim Osman. That was like Tim his Osment. and they yes, that was like his like covert oh, I'm, name. I'm Tim. But yeah. we funded these fucking assholes. Mm-hmm. It's a fact. We funded Al-Qaeda, we created them pretty much. Well, the Taliban was helped by us to defeat the Russians.
1: But that that's just that's geopolitical strategy though. I know,
0: but it always always bites
1: us in the ass. Okay, but then what At least in the Middle East. Well, what's the alternative? We don't fund but anybody. Why,
0: just let the Russians have the f- shit. Who cares? Like, I, I don't
1: care. We need to maintain a powerful but, presence internationally.
0: I know. Well, that's, well, that's what they say in, in these classes at the university at Harvard. But it's like once you start creating the boogeymen and yeah. then you take out the boogeymen. Yeah. And then you blame them for all these attacks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Something's got to give. Like, it's just not the real. We even tried to blame Ho Chi Minh. As a boogeyman, it was like... Oh, in Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like we, we, I, we didn't create him, but um, I just don't think... W- what we do, it, it dictates a lot of our problems. By like, trying to like think we're like smarter than everyone else and protect our national interest or mm-hmm. international interest, ends up fucking us hard in the end.
1: <laughs> so I think basically what you're saying, right, is we're creating our own problems. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think that's definitely true. But I don't know, as, like, a military and geopolitical strategy, like... Because the thing is, the U.S. has reached globally. Like, we are in all the waters. Like, we have NATO bases, like, almost everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, And that's part of the... I don't know if it's, like, hard power or soft power, but that's part of the power and influence that, frankly, keeps us on top as a nation. Mm-hmm. So if we start pulling that back, how... You know, how do we maintain ourselves internationally?
0: But so you're saying pulling back as in because we were never in Afghanistan when the Russians were fucking around there. Mm. We were literally just trying to stop them from gaining resources pretty much is what we were doing or setting up shop or
1: whatever. So what I'm talking about is our geopolitical strategy as a nation, not Uh the Soviet um, Afghan thing in the 80s. I'm talking about how we have NATO bases In our different allied countries Uh and how, you know, we're delivering freedom to other countries and intervening. Like if we're not doing that stuff to keep us on top, how do we stay on top? Because like manufacturing has gone. It it
0: depends on what you think we're doing there. If we're helping other nations truly Mm -hmm. by getting rid of the bad guys and like setting up a democracy for everyone, then yes, I'm for it. Okay. Are we really doing that? Did we do that in Iraq? Did we do that in Syria, Libya? Sure, but the... Like, that any country we've gone in in the past 10 mm-hmm. years, we have totally fucked it up. And oh, then we're like, 10. oh, f- what <laughs> the... F- I'm so sorry, but we've got to get out. I mean... So it doesn't work past, the way you're well, thinking. we, we got to go
1: past 100. Yeah. I mean, Central and Latin America is...
0: Well, I'm, I'm talking about just the middle east and northern africa we've totally demolished these countries so
1: so here's the interesting thing right like and this is this is again like going back to part of what biden is talking about as citing the rationale for this this drawdown right is you think about um al-qaeda right bin laden and now there's what there's al-shabab mm-hmm. isis isis k hey right
0: it's the special brand
1: yeah so... Sugar-free. It's basically... You know, it's kind of like when you see that roach come out and, like, scurry but on the ground. But there's
0: always going to be... We cannot just stop every asshole who pops up.
1: We, we can't. We're
0: perceived as the assholes, too, by the way, by a lot of other oh, countries. Yeah. So it's like, you're never going to get rid of evil.
1: So so this is the thing, right? The... I, I get where you're coming from, but I think there's, like, there's multiple things that, like, we're trying to hit here. So the one of them right is ensuring that we are we're big and bad right we're Mm -hmm. very powerful Mm -hmm. globally another is stamping out terrorism which as you said right is this is an extremely difficult thing to do Mm -hmm. right i mean there are all these other terror organizations that are popping up in different regions you know from uh the middle east to africa Mm -hmm. right even you know go into like i think what. Pakistan, right? Mm -hmm. Obama was bombing with, like, the drones and shit. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's like you try to stamp it out in one place and it's, you know, three more pop up. Um, So it's extremely difficult to eradicate. And also, too, the way that we're going about certain things, yes, is not the right way to solve the problem. Like, again, our goal or, you know, Bush's goal, right, is, like, we got to catch and bring these people to justice. It wasn't, let's go into Afghanistan And show them the virtues of democracy, help them build schools Mm -hmm. and, you know, introduce American ideals into their culture and help, you know, with humanitarian aid. It's like, we're going to go into this hole and drag this guy out and kill him because he's launching attacks against Americans. Like it's two very different like playbooks, Mm -hmm. you know, like counterterrorism versus like. We're gonna help you grow. So do you and just, do
0: you disagree that we tried to do both of those? Or you're just saying we just wanted to go in there and get the guy at all costs, no matter what? Yeah, it we wanted- we definitely tried to set up a democracy and a government and a military And but, but the thing is, self-sufficient we citizens
1: Sure, but that doesn't make We literally did that But that doesn't make people on the ground like you anymore Well, yeah,
0: exa- that's my point
1: Like, that's not an effective way to come that's around That's my point, exactly Okay,
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah Because I know, we, at all costs, we're going to get this asshole Yeah, I know that And when we did it, whether people believe it or not That he was responsible <laughs> Or it was a culmination of things We got him, right? like yeah. They say we got him I mean there's I mean, no shit, picture If we didn't get him Well I mean they paraded Saddam Hussein Like it was like uh, The fucking Macy's Day parade yeah, okay. To his death on TV mm-hmm. It's pretty much pay per view It was like They <laughs> Prime had the Radiance and Machine perform before And then it's like I don't know Then Obama or you know Osama Bin Laden gets killed And they're like oh well we wanted to respect his religion So we dumped him in the ocean which I guess, that's what they said Very respectable yeah. <laughs> Well I, I guess, I, I don't want to be wrong here But I guess in I- Islam you, you Burials are like they're, That's common or something Or you don't show the, the a death of someone I, I, I don't fucking know But anyway, as soon as that came out in 20 I think it was like 2010, 2011 When we got him, I was like, that's bullshit we didn't, look at pictures, like, but we probably did. I don't know. The I have men no. And poo- women of, of
1: SEAL Team Six yeah. will have a word with you. We'll,
0: they'll all strangle me with their <laughs> fucking fingers. So I'm not saying I don't believe it. I'm just saying like that was kind of weird. And like it, they were saying, it was hard to identify the body after he was shot. They said they identified him by his ear. I mean, the, we got we got some similar looking motherfucking ears in this country, <laughs> in this world. I'm sorry, but.
1: I will, but, but we've kind of strayed away from the yes. point. what was the actual point here the
0: the point is that we did try to go over there and set up a democracy while simultaneously trying to blow okay. up every little thing in the world yeah and we we failed
1: so okay yeah yeah so i think the thing is i don't think you can effectively do both you know you can't punch in the face and give a hug no. at the same time yeah you got to really pick one or the other mm-hmm. and the thing is you know we went in there guns blazing and that's not going to, i don't think you can do that and still be like
0: there's no hearts and minds being won.
1: no not at all because you can always point to that and say okay so the americans came in and they helped build a school yeah or you know and then they, they blew it up with the drones yeah <laughs> Like every, you know, every week there's a drone strike and, you know, this person died or there are these casualties yeah. or something or weapons are now coming into the country or something is, you know, there's no like, it's not like a blameless thing. But I think the other thing to acknowledge here, though, is it's at least to me incredibly difficult to do the other to do the other side of it without it.
0: Yeah, without there's a uh, yeah, I I get what you mean, Um
1: no, I mean, not without coming in guns blazing. I'm just saying, like, even if you come in and you're like, hey, we're going to give you this money, we're going to build these schools, we're going to, like, lift up your people and try to get you guys towards a well-functioning democracy. Yeah. That, in and of itself, is an extraordinarily difficult task.
0: We can't even do that here.
1: Right. So, we're going to show up in some place where the culture is completely different, the language is different, and we're perceived as, you know, these the, basically imperialists. Yeah. Showing up, being well, like, hey, guys. are back. Yeah. <laughs> So we're, they they they're in our backyard now. Yeah. So it's I, a scary
0: thing. I mean, I'm I'm lucky. I never joined the military. I'm I'm happy. I mean, I see a lot of virtue in it, and I
1: yeah the
0: people I know that served, I love them, and they're great people. Oh and, yeah. And they they would go back in a heartbeat. Yep. But like, I am just from what I've heard from them, I'm just like because my mom wanted me to serve. I'm just glad I didn't. Yeah. Do it because who knows who kn- who the fuck knows what what you would.
1: It's funny you mention that because my mom has mentioned to me like our
0: mothers need to go bowling. Oh
1: God, no! That's my, Betty, a bad idea, <laughs> Betty.
0: I'm gonna get you or go bowling, okay?
1: No, <laughs> it's gonna turn out terrible for us. <laughs>
0: They'll probably love each other.
1: though. They will. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Go go, go ahead. Blake. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I there's just no clean solution here, no, you know. And you're I think either way, Biden is gonna take a lot a lot of flat.
0: Floor. Oh yeah.
1: Even now, like, his approval numbers are dipping, you know, people are, like, it's disrespecting the people who died at 9-11, and mm. Biden better not show up outside the 9-11 memorial, and it's like, what do you want him to do? Like, you want to keep putting people in harm's way over there for how long, and spend more money, and, you know, and I, I get, okay, yes, like, now the Taliban is in control, is in control, right, Afghan government, for all the training, all the money, right, these guys folded like a house of cards, Taliban's running the show now, and they're armed with U.S. weapons. Mm. Like, I get that, you know, I empathize with that, but at the same time, I think, this is going to sound really weird, but, like, Trump at one point was like, we need to put America's interests first, and, you know, I...
0: And we're getting it now.
1: We we are, like, it's a very strange thing to say, like...
0: That guy was a dick, but he did say some good things that I
1: it, it is agreed it, with. It is strange, but, like, I was reading through, like you know, what Biden is saying. And I'm like, this is, sounds really similar to like Trump's position on this. But they yeah. all do
0: that. Yeah. They they literally all somehow circumvent and regurgitate. America with, for Americans. Yeah. America for Americans first.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. He's, you know, Biden's got a, a tough job, you know, on a tough road ahead of him. But I think, yeah, we had to come out of there at some point, And why not now? You know, yeah. if not now, then when? So,
0: and I, you know, we can't speak for veterans and stuff who feel because they probably have a totally different viewpoint yeah like no fuck that like we went there i lost my friends and brothers or whatever i we should have stay until the fucking thing is done so i can't speak for that i'm just speaking as like a regular old american citizen who's probably had a lot of privilege in this world not seeing what those people have seen yeah but to me, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like At this point, 20 years, if it's five, I'm like, okay, let's see, maybe next year. I mean, if,
1: let's say, for example, Tom Brady and the Patriots were trying for 20 years to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. And if they had failed year after year, at some point, you know, you would you think... You gotta some- chalk it up. Yeah, somebody's like, Tom, look, man. Time to hang it up, bud. Heavy, just- what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm fucking in my prime, baby. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, any other, you know, slot, just switch it up for any other thing, right? Like sports or whatever. And it's like, yeah, it's time to hang it up, you know? Okay.
0: So just to recap, you are, did you believe we were, our geopolitical strategy, do you believe geo, hold on YouTube. T- take,
1: take a breath. Joey. Do you <laughs>
0: believe our geopolitical strategy and our ambitions as a, a country's, that stem back from you know since world war 2 mm-hmm. do you believe in those do you believe we should be on every water and every sea and every land and
1: that's that's cuz kind of... i
0: feel like you're very anti not anti establishment but mm-hmm. like not not for how things have been going the past 20 years
1: yeah so that's that's actually a really good question a younger me would have said no same like i feel like when I was younger, I would have been like, yeah, it's not our business to be, you know, on the wall for the world or be- being in all these countries. Mm-hmm. In a strange way, though, like now I would say I don't think it's our obligation, but I think that's the position we've put ourselves in. Yeah. Like, I mean, I hate to say that because it's like it sounds so cliche, right? And like I think back to when Bush was making all these statements about... Um, what did he say? We have a... It was like a group of allies or like a...
0: Axis of Evil or some shit? No, you know, that, that, was,
1: that was the other guys. But he was saying... A coalition of the willing. Oh, yeah. that's what That was the term he was using. And I'm like, sure. But like... I mean, we don't need to be there. Like, that's not our... You know, that's not our thing. But honestly, I look at it now and I'm like... Who's really going to do this? Who's really going to do this work? NATO? Yeah. Like, who? who... Which country is really funneling trillions of dollars? Yeah. It's not Italy. It's not France.
0: It's a world issue for sure.
1: So I think we are in the position of power, you know, and for better or worse, that's where we find ourselves. I think we shouldn't... I think at this point we don't need to continue, like, expanding our tentacles. I think we just need to, like, maintain where we
0: are. So you're saying there is a responsibility that falls on our shoulders. Yeah. We have, for... 70 years now, or 80 years, I've been... Mm.
1: F- We've been fucking around in other people's backyards.
0: Pounding the stone. Yeah. And now it's, like, too late for us to be like, eh, fuck "Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, I
1: mean, the, the crows have come home to roost multiple times. Yeah. Like, there's no... You know, we, we can't just be like, oh, okay, we're just going to pull everything back. Like, a lot of shit, I think, is going to crumble. Like, those strategic alliances that we have in certain countries and the... It's not even the threat, but it's like a deterrent. The Mm -hmm. fact that we are in certain countries. Like, look at our relationship with Russia, right? I think the reason why that is the way it is and that they're not even more aggressive is because we have a presence with certain countries that are, you know, in their neighborhood who are our allies. Yeah. So we can go in and we can say, okay, you know, Ukraine, like, we got your back and you're very close to Russia, so by proxy, we are close to Russia if something pops off. Yeah. But I don't think we need to just continue rolling into people's countries. Like, no, from a humanitarian standpoint, it's like, we don't need to fuck more shit up, but we can't just abandon what, the responsibility that we've already undertaken.
0: I got you. I agree with you too. I think like in a younger me, I'm just like, man, what the heck are you doing, man? Yeah. But now I'm like, no, man, like this is a realistic view. We need to, uh, Make sure everything's on the up and up. So we,
1: We've seen too much. <laughs> yeah. Hey, y'all. I just wanted to stop by and thank you for listening to I Deny. If you're digging the show, then I have great news for you. We have merch now available on Etsy. Whether you're into classic t-shirts or tank tops, we have you covered. Each purchase supports the podcast and it helps us bring you more great content. Thank you again for listening.
0: So let's wrap it up. This is this has been like a topic of our discussion for a while, right? Like yeah. we've been wanting to talk about this. I'm not the biggest Simpsons guy in the world, but I I know I have watched it. Yeah. Back in the day, Saturday night. Do you remember it was like X Files, Simpsons, yeah. Malcolm in the Middle. It was crazy. But then that it, lineup was nuts. It
1: also used to come on during the weekdays, so I would like get off of the bus, and if I made it home just in the right time. I could pick it up at 6.
0: Oh, so you were waiting for Simpsons. Oh, yeah. Okay. The predictions the Simpsons have made. I've wrote down some notable ones. Vlad, what are you... So you're the Simpsons fan. Take it away, man.
1: The Simpsons have been eerily accurate at predicting a lot of future events. Like, a lot. And it's, it's not even one of those things where it's like, this could happen, and they're like, it's going to happen. They come up with the thing, and they're like, yeah, what if this happens? Like, Trump becoming president. And then... Yeah. And it's like, whoa, shit. Like, they called this, like, 10 years before, you know? Yeah. So it's it's freaky, man. It's it's scary.
0: So, like, the, the Trump thing... The one thing I've noticed, because I looked up a lot of their predictions, right? Yeah. And they have many. And they're very eerie. Mm-hmm. Super weird, creepy, like, exact. Not, like, a broad, kind of vague... Yeah. You know, where you're just like, oh, that's just It's lucky. very specific. There's literally... Probably fifty of them that have mm-hmm. come true, uh, in exact order sometimes. But the Trump one, I, I noticed that like because Trump in the eighties, did you ever see the like clip of him on Oprah where he's like, "I want to run for president," and she's like, "You would be a great president." But it was back when Trump was like, everyone loved Trump. Yeah, it's just when he became president, everyone hated Trump, which yeah. is weird. But um, so he always wanted to be president. He had like a big. Poli- he was like, "I'm going to run one day." Mm. Um, so the Trump one, but the weird Trump one is like the escalator. Have you seen where he's? Oh yeah, it's literally the fucking clip of him.
1: Yeah.
0: I guess it was 2016 where he's like, and the kids waving in the back. Or there's like someone in the we back. We
1: are living in a simulation.
0: It thing. is fucking. That is the one that fucking got me. Where I was like, holy shit! Bizarre. Literally, okay, people at home who don't know, look up. I, I'm assuming it's on YouTube if they haven't fucking taken it off. Um, <laughs> there's literally a clip of Trump going down an escalator waving. Yeah. On a Simpsons episode probably in like 2008 or something. Mm-hmm. And then like in 2016 when he's elected or he's, he's running or he's doing like, you know, whatever, meet and greets. He's on an escalator waving. It's yeah. like the same layout, the same frame, the same angle. It's bizarre.
1: But, but don't you think it's possible that he saw the Simpsons episode and was just I don't like- think he's
0: – that could be. Now, that's another thing that I've thought about. Like maybe okay. they've seen it. Maybe they've like said, you know, this would be kind of funny. But, yeah. Because the Simpsons is very prevalent. Oh yeah, it's a big show. It's a big oldest uh, running show, thing. I yeah. think in in the in the world. It's, it's like, been like thirty years.
1: Yeah, it's like 26, 27 I don't even know like what comes. I know
0: South Park came out when I was like, at, I think it was ninety seven for yeah. South Park. So I think South Park's probably like the second longest running, mm-hmm. which they're a whole different ballgame. But the Simpsons, uh, another one that really fucking weirded me out was um, the Super Bowl predictions. So like. Three years in a row, they predicted the Super Bowl champion. So you would think one is like, eh, whatever. But three years in a row, there was an episode with Lisa. It was called Lisa's Wedding, where she said if the Washington, at the time, they were called the Washington Redskins, now the Washington football team, if they didn't win, she would not like them anymore. They fucking won the Super Bowl that year. Mm -hmm. Then the next two, I think it was like the next season, she said if the Cowboys don't win... The next two Super Bowl... They fucking won those Super... Two years in a row! So the moral So the it's sp- so hard to win in a... Yeah. It's so hard to win a Super Bowl, period. Any team or any championship in professional mm. sports. So many things have to go right for you. Management, players, health, yeah. coach, everything. To to predict three in a row is fucking
1: weird. So basically, if the Simpsons has a Super Bowl prediction, what you're saying is bet on it.
0: Yeah. Oh, f- <laughs> I, I wish I could go back. I wish I could tell told my dad... Simpsons <laughs> We'd be billionaires right now Vlad. Big uh, money um, I guess the other one would be I- I'm not familiar with this The Hogs Boston particle
1: Oh yeah the Higgs boson So <laughs>
0: <laughs> It's totally fucking dyslexic On the Hogs <laughs> The Hogs, <laughs> the,
1: hogs- <laughs> <missed> the particle
0: <laughs> Put some I- gravy on it <laughs> Put some gravy on that shit baby <laughs>
1: So, yeah, there was, um, I think, <laughs> what they, they were saying that there is like, this god particle that yeah. is, like, the fundamental thing behind, like, you know, science and, you know, the universe and sh- science shit. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I think, what, like, a couple years later, like, a decade later or something, it's, like, uh, ex- scientists were running experiments and lo and behold, boom, here's this god particle. And it's, like, what the fuck?
0: And it was, like, a, something like a $13 billion experiment. Actually, yeah. I'm, why is a math experiment take that much money? Isn't it just paper and a ruler? No. No. And a calculator? <laughs> you know, the TI-83 is probably the most expensive part of that. And you're telling me it's that much? <laughs> Fuck out of here with that.
1: So there, there's a joke um, in undergrad that, like, the math department was the cheapest to run because all you really needed was a blackboard and chalk. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to give them anything else.
0: Some uh, goodwill hunting shit. Yeah.
1: So, unfortunately, no. The reason why these things cost so much money is because Um, the people running these experiments, right, have to build big machines to simulate the conditions. Mm -hmm. So they're, like, you know, spitting plasma at, like, five bazillion degrees Fahrenheit. They really do that? Yeah, like, this is some... So Google CERN, like, C-E-R-N, the CERN Institute, and look up some of their experiments. I'm sure there's, like, a Neil deGrasse Tyson video or Michiko Kaku video about it. But basically, they build big, like things that are the size of rooms to like run these experiments Mm. so it takes a lot of power and they got to put it in special places like close to a dam or like some weird place underground in like switzerland or something but yeah it's fucking expensive so it's
0: a lot of trial and error a lot of building disassembling rebuilding. Oh, dude
1: it's like it's got to be one of the most frustrating jobs because imagine you're looking for this thing that like someone somewhere thinks might exist and you run you you, (laughs)
0: you and the god particle of all things yeah
1: So you take like millions if not billions of dollars, right? You have people build all this shit and then you turn it on and you run the experiments. You get all these, you know, brainiacs in a room to analyze the data and do all the calculations. Exactly. And then you're like, oh, actually, guys, sorry, we didn't get it. We got to do it again.
0: Yeah, I can imagine a lot of that machinery and and experimentation takes a lot of time too just to set it up for that hypotheses or whatever. Exactly. Um. According to the research I did, it was predicted in the Simpsons episode in 1998, mm-hmm. and then it was fulfilled in 2012. That's when they actually proved the yeah. God particle. But in like the... I think it was like the mid-60s, they came up with the actual experiment or the hypothesis. Yeah. But the fact that that... I mean, that's just fucking... That's the really it's weird one. really ones. bizarre. The Trump one really f- fucks me up, though. Because, yeah. I mean, people listening to this you have got to youtube the video of him waving on the escalator it's like shot for shots it's fucking weird i mean even the people in the background it's got like the same layout (laughs) it's fucking weird honestly another one i had written down i did a little research on was uh 1998 episode called the wizard of evergreen terrace and it's where uh homer simpson becomes an inventor and is shown oh yeah yeah Oh, which which core? Oh, I'm sorry. That that corresponds with the, the God particle, the Higgs boson particle. So I guess that's what makes that one a little more even weirder. Mm-hmm. It's like he's actually he's shown or he's actually doing the equation on the board. Yeah, that hasn't been proven yet. Yeah. So, uh,
1: but there's I think there's a surprising bit of like math and science behind The Simpsons. So Matt Groening, right, the guy who created it. Also created Futurama mm-hmm. and one of the things I heard about that show is that there's a like an actual math i don't know theorem, or like there's a mathematical law that the writers of that show created just for a specific episode like they wrote they invented it wrote a paper on it proved it to be true, and then stuck it in the episode
0: okay so this makes everything even more weird then, right because if these guys are that smart and they're they're a bunch of mathematical like for lack of a better words, nerds. Yeah. Wouldn't this make this a little more interesting then? Because I mean, someone's actually predicting this stuff.
1: I don't... So, uh, all right. Well, let's... Come on. Let's, take us let's, home. Let's, let's open the door here. Yeah. So, there's a series that I would highly recommend you read. At least just the first book. Because it's like very... It's a long series and it's like, you know, kind of opery and dramatic. But it's called Foundation by Isaac Asimov. The core... Like, the core idea behind this you know this foundation series is that there's one guy this dude called like kari selden who basically can predict what's going to happen in society on like large scales mm-hmm. so imagine like if there's like let's say in 20 years we found out that like china just completely falls apart as a nation this would be the guy who was able to mathematically predict that
0: is this a true story or is this fiction no no, no this, this is all fiction oh, okay
1: this is all this is not real but there's a i think it's actually getting turned into a streaming series it's going to be on apple tv so you can catch it oh that would way. be good but that's that's what this reminds me of so this you know this writer asimov right the sci-fi writer he came up with this you know idea this like universe so being able to predict what happens in history this really cuz he was like a physicist so now i'm kind of like all right well you know you got these math nerds on the simpsons predicting stuff uh, it's
0: maybe. weird well, I mean, yeah. Uh, um, actually, guys, we want to end with a, uh, a little bit of like an Austin um, touch with this. And it's one place that uh, you've been in Austin longer than I have. You actually went to UT. I moved here about four years ago. But He's
1: not real Austin. I'm not real. I get it. Uh,
0: um, I'm from San Antonio. Uh, but my wife, our co-producer, yeah, loves this fucking place called Taco Joint. And I can't falter for that because this place is absolutely amazing, Vlad. Talk about Taco Joint. So
1: so Taco Joint is a little spot right off of uh, Dean Keaton, almost behind the engineering buildings. And if you've never heard of it, I highly recommend checking it out. They have great tacos. I mean, if you're looking for pork, beef, carnitas, like whatever you want, even vegetarian tacos, I think they have some. And the salsas,
0: ah. you know, they charge for salsa now. What? Yeah, but it's it's okay. Twenty five cents. That's how it does starts. add on though. But
1: Austin is changing. Yeah, you guys
0: have changed a lot <laughs> since Elon cool Musk came in here. Since Oracle and Elon Musk came. <laughs> There's actually two locations, So oh, There's one on Riverside, which I've never been to, oh. but the the UT campus one is, like, the hot spot. Yeah. That bitch is always packed. Oh, it's popping. Guys, I can't tell you this enough. The fucking tacos are amazing. They've got mm. literally probably 15 different ones. I don't know if they have burritos. I, I
1: think don't think they do. I think it's just tacos. It's
0: just tacos, but my favorite one is the El Capiton, mm. and they have, like, a Gouda steak and egg taco that is just out of this world. So I get, I get those those two predominantly, but I mean, their breakfast tacos are amazing. Like Vlad said, the salsas are f- out of this world. I mean, they got literally anyone you can think of that would appease any palate. I mean, they got like spicy, they got like a creamy... Uh, avocado one They've got like A bit more spicy With like uh, I think it's a Chipotle
1: Oh there's a nice little Like orange habanero one Yes That's, a that's, that's the spicy. one Yes yeah. L-
0: Little uh, Yeah refreshing But also spicy at the end You know
1: I actually So whenever we go to Taco Joint I keep the salsas in my fridge After I've used them on the taco Like the tacos are gone And I keep the salsas And put it on other Really? Really? That, yeah that's how it goes.
0: I, I will say I, I do believe Do you remember They were like the little The little salsas? Yeah I think they are bigger now
1: okay
0: i'm not totally sure last time i went there with nat i can't really remember Mm -hmm. how big they were but i mean the tacos were better than uh, ever i mean i feel like they're always so good tortillas are big they're did i mention they're huge i mean they're they're really really big tacos guys check out taco joint uh the one by ut is the one i i really go to but there is one on riverside so um blad do you have anything else to add to this taco joint uh plug
1: Yeah, you guys check it out. You know, if you want some great tacos in Austin and you want to support a local Austin business, hit up Taco Joint. They're over at 2809 San Jack Boulevard, right behind UT and the engineering buildings. Or, hey, you know, check them out on Riverside, too. 134 East Riverside Drive. Fantastic tacos. You won't be disappointed.
0: That's true. I'm hungry right now. I'd yeah. love to get some of those right now, to be honest. A two will do it, two. Two, I get three. Don't get three. Three is like, you You don't even taste like the last few bites of the third <laughs> taco. Although they are really good. It is it is worth it at the end. But, guys, with that, we bid you adieu. And uh, this was our first episode back, yes, man. Second season. season. I'm really proud of ourselves. Uh, guys, again, thank you so much. The ones that listen to us and, and the ones we hope to reach. Um, just know that we really appreciate you guys. This is still like a lot of, uh, a lot of learning for us. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, if there's anything you guys recommend or want us to change or are any ideas uh, that you guys want to throw out there, please reach us at our social. We're on Instagram. Uh,
1: Facebook, YouTube. You know, we're, we've even got a Twitter account. Hit us up. We want to hear from you if you've got thoughts, ideas, feedback something, maybe a restaurant you think we should check out or a direction we should go with the show, let us know. We want to hear about it. Thanks for listening, guys.
0: Yeah. See you guys. Bye.